This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. Food is always a great conversation. I feel it brings people together. It nourishes our souls. And flavors from around the world can really tantalize our taste buds. Dr. Lee's books will help us understand the benefits of eating a variety of fresh produce, clean proteins, as well as foods that you maybe would never consider eating. As always, Dr. Lee, I appreciate you being here today. Thank you again. Again. Thanks, Dr. Claudia. Love to speak with you on the, on the program. You know what? We just have so much fun because food and health should be fun and easy. And I feel like that's what we're doing is making it both of those things. But I have to say, I have used your term Mediterranean to describe how I like to eat. So thank you for that. It's such a natural way to eat healthy because if you look at the healthiest food cultures in history, it really came from that area of the Mediterranean, which is not just Italy and Spain and Greece. I mean, there's a there are 20 some countries surrounding the Mediterranean. And Asia is not just, you know, Japanese, Chinese and, and, and Thai food. There are many, many countries, about 40 actually all throughout Asia. And so these cultures all shared local, fresh, seasonal ingredients prepared in absolutely delicious ways. And when it, things were out of season, they dried and fermented foods. And as it turns out, when you compare the ingredients that are just used in their recipe books, you actually find that they are the same ones that I write about in my book, Eat to Beat Disease or Eat to Beat Your Diet. They activate your metabolism. They help your body, the health defenses, uh, uh, fire up and shore up, and they taste great, which is the most important thing when it comes to food. And when it tastes good and is healthy, that makes it even better. So there are some foods that you know, some people don't like, we all have different, different tastes. But one of the foods that I actually really, really love is seafood. And I know there's so many benefits to eating seafood, but and it's a great source of protein, but some people are afraid of it, because they say that it raises cholesterol and all that stuff. Let's break that down before we talk about some of the foods that I like to eat that my some of my friends and family think I am crazy for enjoying. I'm a scientist, I'm a doctor, and looking at the research data, these population studies that look at large numbers of people, hundreds of thousands of people, have shown pretty convincingly that those people who actually eat more seafood actually have a lower risk of overall mortality. And why might that be? Well, it turns out that some of the answers may lie in what is in seafood, and we normally think of seafood um, look, I grew up in the U.S. Uh, from an inland place, not uh, by the ocean, although I now live by the ocean. Um, and I love seafood, although it wasn't natural to me. Um, but there are thousands of miles of coastline around, you know, uh, around the world. And people who live along the coast, they grow up eating seafood. It's very natural to them. Eating seafood is very natural to a lot of people who happen to live near the coast. Now, why is that makes a lot of sense? Look, it's 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 what's the industry around there? People fish. It's fresh because it's right there. And the people know how to prepare it really well. And for people who say, you know, I'm kind of not that into seafood, it's I always tell them, that's okay. But if you don't like seafood, if you think you don't like seafood, it's probably because you haven't yet had somebody prepare it in a way that you absolutely love. Okay. And and that's the secret, I think, to it. So what is what's actually in seafood that's good for you? Well, it turns out that 
seafood has is a good source of protein for one thing. Um, some seafood actually have a good source of collagen. And you know, collagen is kind of a big, big health uh, concept these days. But most importantly, seafood contains healthy omega-3 fatty acids. These are called PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids. And, uh, and it's present in the flesh of the fish. So when you're eating, you know, uh, uh, a piece of tuna or salmon, you're getting a lot of this oily stuff, which is omega-3. The fish aren't born with this omega-3 fatty acid. It's not their birthright to have it. Fish get it by eating other fish. Big fish eat little fish, little fish eat smaller fish. It's called the food chain, right? But where does the omega-3 come from? I, I'm, I'm always curious. Like I want to know the origin story of everything. It turns out that um, omega-3s that are good for you in seafood come from plants of the sea, all right? And which is algae. Algae is the source of omega-3 fatty acids. It's plural. It's actually a bunch of different acids mixed together, f- fatty acids mixed together. And the small fish nibble on the algae and they get it all into their flesh. And then when they are eaten by the next level up in the food chain and that, it all accumulates in their flesh. So when we eat a big fish like a tuna or a salmon, we're actually getting the benefit of what the little guy did when he was nibbling on an algae. So for people who are uh, vegans, one thing that you can do is you can become the little fish. You can actually get algae. You can get seaweeds that also contain omega-3s, wakame, kelp. These are plants of the sea. They actually will also have healthy omega-3, as well as other bioactives that are actually good for your health uh, as well. What do omega-3s do? Well, um, they lower inflammation, which is really great. They also protect your stem cells so that your body can heal itself from the inside out uh, in the optimal sort of way. We've done research taking a look at what omega-3s can do for wound healing. actually helps to heal wounds more quickly. In fact, there are uh, some uh, dressings now uh, uh, that are uh, made with um, fish skin that actually are uh, with these are like bandages made with dried fish skin from Scandinavia that actually has omega-3s. And there's some new uh, treatments out that you can kind of squirt like a toothpaste that contain omega-3 onto a wound and to a boo-boo that's not healing. This is a healing substance uh, as well, but really cool. Omega-3 fatty acids, and I write about this in my new book, Eat to Beat Your Diet. Omega-3 fatty acids actually help you fight body fat and inflammation associated with body fat. Here's how it works. You eat omega-3 fatty acids. Now, it may, and if you don't like seafood, you might have it in a dietary supplement, one of these gel caps. You swallow it, okay? And the omega-3 gets in your bloodstream. And guess where it goes? It goes right into your body fat. It gets absorbed into the fat cell. And when the fat cell metabolizes the omega-3, it cuts it up into tiny little pieces, um, little shavings. And those shavings actually lower inflammation and start fighting the fat cell from the inside out, which is pretty cool. Right. Okay. So maybe I've gotten you interested in omega threes. Now, it's true there are some fish that are very, very fishy. But I can tell you one thing: all fish that is not fresh or they're not well prepared or old is going to be fishy. So it's very easy to look for. Use your filter to look for fish that isn't fishy or seafood. And uh, and I want to say one thing before we dive into the unusual foods. Most people think about. Uh, omega-3 fish have to be the, the oily fish, but research has actually shown now that surprisingly, you don't have to like salmon, but a research study from the University of Iceland looked at about almost 400 people and they gave them 
uh, salmon to eat to see if the omega-3 would help them lose body fat. And it did. But they wanted to use as their control, not their placebo, but a, a, a fish that was not very fatty, not an oily fish. So they gave them cod. All right. No one would have thought cod would actually be any good. So it's a great placebo to use. And what they found is that people who ate cod actually lost 10 pounds over eight weeks. Okay. Now, people who ate salmon lost a little bit more. They lost 15 pounds, but you only need to have the lower levels of omega-3 in cod in order to lose weight. Okay. And then when they compared eating cod to people who had nothing, didn't eat any seafood at all, the cod eaters actually lost 28% more weight than people who weren't eating anything, but we're just sort of lowering their calories. Okay. So this actually opens the gateway for talking about all kinds of fun seafood, because if you don't need the oiliest, fishiest fish, and you can go for a mild fish that's not necessarily very oily. By the way, cod has 5.5 times less omega-3 than salmon does. That's enough to activate your metabolism and your fat-fighting ability. So now we can say, if, you, if that's a dose that actually will generate a benefit with omega-3s, what else can we eat? And then the gates to the fish markets of the world open up. Right. And I eat a lot of cod. I love cod. I love blackened cod. I love I love it prepared anyway. I just obviously avoid deep frying it. One of the things that I actually really enjoy, and I know this is going to sound crazy, I love anchovies. I eat them out of the can. Mm. I just love them. Me too. Um, yeah, I think they're just delicious and I like them because they're a little salty. But what about octopus? Somebody who prepares octopus. In some cultures, it's very popular. In Greece, they eat it grilled. They eat it raw. They eat it like a carpaccio. What is, are there any benefits to me eating octopus? Right. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this in defense of the food cultures that love octopus. And I also love a really nice grilled octopus uh, dish as well. You know, um, uh, octopus tentacles grilled, cut up, marinated with a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of oregano. You know, that's a, that's a pretty tasty dish right there. Served room temperature as sort of like a, you know, as a starter for a meal quite common in the Mediterranean, right? Um, and and uh, uh, so it turns out that if you take a look at the amount of omega-3 that's present in an octopus, because guess what? They're munching on some algae, they're munching on some fish, they're munching on some self shellfish that also has omega-3s. So they accumulate it in their tentacles as well. So how much octopus do you need to eat in order to get the same benefit as that piece of cod that cod, that'll help people lose 10 pounds in four weeks with a little bit of caloric restriction on top of that? You only need to have one tentacle. Wow, that's okay? amazing. And, and, and it's not very much. Mm -hmm. And you know, I would say, I talked to a chef friend of mine and I said, well, so uh, like uh, there's an actual weight to the tentacle that you can calculate. I said, well, how much is that tentacle? He said, you know, that's kind of like a appetizer you'd share with, uh, you know, two or three people. Or if you wanted to have that one tentacle as sort of the, the centerpiece of your entree, that would be enough. So I would say enjoy your octopus. <laughs> 
And trust me, I do and I will. And I actually make it at home myself. I just hmm. love cooking. It's, so you go to the market, you buy octopus yeah. and what do you do? You buy octopus and you boil it. You have to boil it. And then I you grill it and then you just do what you did. A little vinegar, a little olive oil, some nice spices. And there's a full meal uh, right there. There's an entree. So great source of protein mm-hmm. too. Exactly. And that's, that's actually what I want to know. I'm so thrilled that it has the omegas in it, but I was curious, is it a good source of protein and uh, collagen building blocks? You know, I don't know about collagen, but it definitely has protein. So it's actually a good source. And, you know, if you're going to do a seaweed salad uh, with octopus as a main, uh, I mean, as a main component of it, I you know I, I recommend cutting up some other uh, vegetables, a little celery, uh, a little parsley. You could throw different kinds of things in it. Maybe chop up a little bit of uh, ripe tomato would be another good way to mix it up. And I think the fun part, tomato with lycopene, uh, you know, uh, parsley with apigenin, uh, so a little, a little onion with quercetin. Oh, throw some capers in there. Don't forget about the capers. And, and extra virgin olive oil has got the hydroxytyrosol. And so what I'm, what I'm saying I'm, I'm speaking a double-barreled language right now. One is I'm thinking about like how I would prepare it in my kitchen to really make it more than just you know some pieces, slices of octopus, but to really round out a meal with you know, some dietary fiber, some other uh, uh, tasty foods to flesh it out as a dish. I'm also thinking in my head, how could I make an octopus uh, entree uh, dish that I would serve you know for myself or a family? How would I actually... Um, uh, add ingredients into it that would light up the dish with even more bioactives that can be helpful for my health defenses. What I love is that we're talking about food, we're getting ourselves hungry and anticipating a good meal, but we're also thinking about ways to keep ourselves ultimately happy. When we come back, jellyfish and sea urchin, are they loaded with collagen? This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Dr. Lee and I were discussing octopus and the health benefits to having octopus, to having cod, as well as salmon in your diets. They are loaded with the omega fatty acids that we need to keep our weight down and also reduce our inflammation. One of the things that I experienced, Dr. Lee, when I visited Hong Kong a few years back was jellyfish and sea urchin were on the menu in some very nice restaurants. Now, I know everybody's cringing right now. The reality is they're actually really good for you. So let's talk a little bit about why they might be healthy. Let's tackle jellyfish first. So because you talked about going to Hong Kong. Uh, 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 jellyfish is actually a very traditional um uh, component of Asian cooking. You'll find it in almost all the traditional seaport uh, cuisines, you know, seaside cuisines. Um, they catch jellyfish, they slice it up into really fine pieces, long, longish pieces. It's kind of like a pasta, a little crunchy. It's got a lot of collagen in it. And it turns out that the collagen from jellyfish not so different from how a lot of people are taking collagen for arthritis and autoimmune disease. It turns out that uh, research uh, researchers have taken a look at jellyfish 
collagen in the laboratory. And they actually found that it does a couple of really interesting things. Number one, the collagen from jellyfish has a pretty powerful antioxidant effect, which is pretty cool. The other thing it has is it lowers inflammation. Okay, and this has been studied in, uh, in, in the lab, lowers inflammation in laboratory mice. And then, but here's a really cool thing. Turns out the collagen, okay, and this is when the mice are actually fed uh, jellyfish uh, collagen orally. Um, they uh, actually, it changes and improves their gut health, improves their gut microbiome, which then improves their immunity. So this is, you know, food is medicine research has been studied in the lab. I think it's so fascinating that traditional foods actually can be, um, uh, that are now being rediscovered to have benefits using um, modern science. Now, the key thing about jellyfish um, from a flavor perspective, by itself, it's not very flavorful. So oftentimes in Asia, for example, they'll add a little bit of sesame oil. They'll add a little bit of soy sauce. Um, they might you know, slice up some ginger. They might have some a little chili pepper in it to, to light it up. So it takes on whatever flavor you want it to uh, take on. And jellyfish is sometimes used in soups as well, like a kind of a seafood uh, soup. So I love jellyfish. Um, obviously, this is not something you want to be doing you know, by yourself on a boat, you know, netting up your jellyfish. Um, leave it to the professional, so to speak. And by the way, I don't know if you saw this, um, Dr. Claudia, in, in Asia, they have dried jellyfish as a snack. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, it's the equivalent to having like beef jerky here. Beef jerky actually does, it actually might even harm your gut microbiome, your gut bacteria. But uh, 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 jellyfish jerky, so to speak, looks like it might actually improve your gut health, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm assuming that if you're eating the dried jellyfish, you are getting like pure collagen. Yeah, that's it. Because that's yeah. pretty much all that's in jellyfish. Jellyfish yeah. are made of collagen and water and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So we tried it and it was, you know, it's an acquired taste. I think if you kind of don't think about what it is that you're eating and you realize that there are benefits to it. And if you look at the Asian cultures, they are extremely healthy because they're obviously eating healthy foods. Yeah, you know, and, and this is something the jellyfish. I wouldn't try it at home as your your first time out. Go to a a, a Chinese restaurant that serve, that does seafood really well, uh, uh, Cantonese style, uh, Hong mm-hmm. Kong style restaurant, and order. Ask ask the waiter if they actually have jellyfish. Um, it's kind of uh, uh, it's made in batches, and they serve it to you. Kind of like in you go to a Japanese restaurant, sushi restaurant, you know, they give you seaweed salad. Mm-hmm. Jellyfish salad is another delicacy. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Try it. Yeah, I encourage everyone to try it. Now, let's talk about sea urchin. Is that something? I mean, and these are all foods that are probably not that common here in North America, so not easily accessible. But if you're away or if you find a restaurant, why not give it a try and understand the health benefits to trying to consume those products? Because you never know with the way the world is changing, we might be encouraged to eat these different things. Uh, I did a gap year before I went to medical school and I lived in Italy and I lived in Greece. And I learned about sea urchin uh, in both countries. Uh, in, in Italy, there is uh, a dish using sea urchin and pasta, pasta boiled in seawater, and then they just whip the sea urchin eggs uh, in it. And it's just this amazing, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really a delicate 
uh, ambrosial kind of like pasta dish. Very unusual, very delicious. Um, but let's talk about what it is. So sea urchins, you might, if you, got, if you went to your local city aquarium, you know, uh, on, a, on a field trip when you were a kid, you probably saw them uh, in a tank somewhere. They're kind of like um, baseball, softball sized round things with big spikes poking up on all sides. Not something you want to step on, not something you want to squeeze in your hand. But I can tell you that for thousands of years, they've been a delicacy. And what divers do is they swim down. They, these sea urchins live in rocks. They pick them up. I've done this myself in Greece, where you just go down, dive down in rocky areas with a with a butter knife is all you need. And and you look around for they're either black or they're purple. Purple ones actually have eggs in them. All right. Um, they're neither male nor female. They're hermaphrodites. So they'll actually fertilize themselves and they go from black to purple. So you look for the purple ones, right? So you want to be where there's some sunlight streaming in. You just, all you got to do is like flick it off the, the rock um, and very gently just bring it to the surface or put it in a bag and bring it to the surface. I once caught 200 of them at a time. And what you do is you take your knife, your butter knife, uh, and just very, very gently um, crack it down in the middle Okay, like cracking a hard-boiled egg, actually, and, and it'll open up. And when you open up the half of it, okay, you'll see five beautiful lines. These are yellow-orange lines, like a starfish uh, limbs, um, and those are the eggs of the sea urchin, and that's what the delicacy is. And so if you had a little spoon like you would have for an espresso cup, all you do is you scoop that up. And you can pop it in a jar or you can just eat it right away. Um, it's like it's like the highest grade sushi you can actually get and amazing burst of flavor. How would I describe it? Creamy, slightly sweet, slightly tasting of the sea. Um, and when you take that and you whip it into pasta that's boiled in seawater um, uh, with a little bit of white pepper, it's an amazing uh, uh, flavor. Uh, but uh, uh, how did you have it in Hong Kong? Uh, we had it like that on um, like a rice cracker type of thing. So it was served as a caviar. It was delicious. And as I ate it, I was thinking, my goodness, this thing, these, these eggs must be loaded with health benefits. And by the way, that yellow orange color um, that they have uh, is made, it comes from a bioactive, marine bioactive called astaxanthin. Okay. And astaxanthin, which is present in some uh, red, orange, brown seaweeds as well, is also present in lobsters. Because if you know, lobsters are green until you cook them. And when you cook them, they turn bright red. And, that, and astaxanthin actually is, gives the color bright red, red orange, which is why I cooked or, uh, lobsters like that. But it's present also in the sea urchin eggs as well. So you get double the benefit. Honestly, double the flavor. It's like, a, you're right, sweet, a little salty. You can taste the sea, delicious. And that leads me to my next um, favorite thing to eat at a nice seafood restaurant or a place they serve it are mussels or sorry, oysters, oysters. Mm. Love oysters. Mm. I know they are loaded with zinc, but what other um, you know health benefits do we gain from eating oysters? Well, oysters actually are filter feeders, which means that they're eating stuff that's in the water, including algae. So oysters actually have our source of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, uh, and so if you were to go back to this experiment that I told you where a clinical study showing how much cod you would need, 
uh, to be able to get uh, metabolism activating benefits. The equivalent for um, uh, oysters, you'd only need to eat three medium sized oysters to get the dose you would need that was done in this clinical study. Three oysters, you know, that's, that, that's a shareable plate, right? They usually get a dozen. And, and, you know, some people's like, well, you know, I'm not so into raw oysters or that's only at fancy restaurants. You know what? Actually, you can actually get pre-shucked oysters. Um, you just have to find the right place. It's a, like a sea- fishmonger or a seafood store will usually have it. And you can make a stew out of it. You can make a soup out of it. One of the, one of the, uh, I, I once made a delicious oyster pasta. Um, uh, just people go, you know, I'm not sure I would know how to do that. All right. Let me just tell you, there's no excuse not to know how to do it because today, if you had oysters and you wanted to make a pasta dish, you type in oyster pasta recipe and video and hit search and someone will show you how to make that dish in a way that is absolutely delicious and describe it to you along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, the way I describe cooking is imagine the flavors that you like and just kind of put them together. And if you if you think about what would you like to taste in your mouth, it's very simple. You just add the flavors that you want, and then they'll have to make sense according to your dish. But it's not you're right; it's not difficult. And then when you're thinking about what you're gaining from eating lots of healthy food, and your metabolism will thank you, your joints will thank you, and that really is the essence of what I do: is keeping people mobile for a long time. So keeping inflammation down is the key because if you're inflamed, your joints are going to be inflamed. So that is the ultimate goal. But I noticed that we've been talking about seafood and everybody thinks that seafood is so high in, um, you know, cholesterol causing, um, you know, ingredients. Is this true? You know, um, some seafoods do have um, uh, cholesterols, but actually most of the studies have shown that eating seafood does not increase your bad cholesterol. In fact, it increases your good cholesterol. So in your blood, you've got good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. The bad cholesterol is called LDL. The good cholesterol is called HDL. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what's in the seafood itself from a fat perspective. It matters what it does to your body and how your body responds. So eating seafood actually lowers your bad cholesterol and raises your good cholesterol. It's not as easy as we used to think it was. It's not black and white, on or off, win or lose. You have to sort of see what the actual benefits are. So I remember, oh, I think when I was in high school, uh, we, we used to eat shrimp in our house all the time. And then all of a sudden some news came out that shrimp has a lot of cholesterol. Um, and so we stopped eating the, the shrimp. Well, it turns out shrimp's perfectly fine. Shrimp, in fact, raises your good cholesterol. Well, I'm so happy to hear that because in my family, we eat a variety of everything and we like a variety of flavors. And that's what I love about both of your books is you give, you provide amazing recipes, amazing knowledge. And I think everyone should get a copy of each of them. And I'm always so thankful for your time. We always have a great conversation. And if listeners want to do all that, purchase the book, get your free newsletters and check out all the other amazing things you do. How can they do that? Well, you can get my books, Eat to Beat Disease or Eat to Beat Your Diet, which is my latest book, anywhere where books are sold. And if you want to find out more about me, uh, follow me on social. My handle is at Dr. Dr. William Lee, L-I, or come to my website. It's uh, com. Sign up for, for my free newsletter. Find out when I'm actually giving uh, these free master classes that I do where I just get to actually talk about the latest research. And then for people that are really, really 
wanted to kind of do a deep dive, I actually teach online courses as well. You can learn all about that on my website. That's amazing. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, ClaudiaMichaela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.